Back Pocket, a podcast by Jake and Dylan. Three, two, one, clap. Should be pretty good. I hope so. Who knows? Okay, Blake. Yep. It's all you, buddy. You know what to do. You know what to do. All right, I'm lighting the candle. Oh, baby. All right. There it is. You've listened to our podcast. We always have our guests light the candle. And now we can officially start. Oh, yeah, you look, you look that, Yeah, it's, it's a nice candle light. Yeah. Well, we're, this, is, this is the episode that almost didn't happen. Or what? it's the episode that didn't happen. But it's happening now. Because it was going to happen. And then I went to the hospital. It was also incredibly ambitious to say that we were going to record while you were in uh, Bali on a trip with nine people. <laughs> it would have worked. But yeah, but still, I remember I was surprised when you were like, oh, I'll bring my, you know, I'll bring my, my mic and then we'll do it. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take my microphone to Portland as well. And we'll definitely do this. And then I messaged you, I think, the morning of the day we would have recorded on, on Snapchat chat because I don't think that you were able to use text. It was finicky. Yeah, so I Snapchat chatted you and was like, uh, what's the... Chat, chat, chat. I said, what, what's the difference in time? Because what, what time do you want to record tonight? And then you're just like, uh, I'm I'm not feeling so hot. Like, <laughs> thoughts on not recording? I think that was pre-puke. Pre-puking my guts out. Yeah. But little did I know that you were in the midst of getting driven to the hospital. Yeah, my very nice, Blake, what was your very role? nice taxi driver. Blake came. Blake came back to the Airbnb and saved me. Oh, I did my knight in shining armor. The white knight you always needed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's who we have on the show. That's that's quite a like a nice lead in. If you were wondering if like good high quality yeah. character people come onto the show, yeah. a a white powerful knight. Yeah, they yeah, call him the, the white best, power knight. It's the best intro I've ever gotten. Yeah, I'm flattered. Yeah. Why don't you give yourself your own introduction? Tell us, tell the people who you, what, what's your name and uh, any fun facts about you. My name's Blake. Last name, Reedy, spelled like ready. Damn. Very Damn. deceiving. R-E-A-D-Y. Be ready. Tricky. Um, oh, wow. Oh, now wow. That's, now that's yep. a fun fact. <laughs> that's almost a fun fact in itself. I have a better fun fact, though. Okay. Um, well, it's kind of a cop out because I've used the same fun fact my whole life. Like every time, you know, it's you okay. have those little introductions and it's like, we all have our fact. go-tos. Yeah. I have an identical twin brother. So I always use that as my fun fact. And it's like, oh my God, no way. Are you guys? And then there's one person that's a curmudgeon in the corner of the room, like not original. <laughs> <laughs> Something better, dude. I just told you about how I almost lost my life. <laughs> and you're going to tell me that you have a twin brother. <laughs> I've, uh, I've seen him before. And let me tell you, when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, no way. <laughs> Are you guys paternal or identical? <laughs> Blake, are what's you, your brother's are name? Are you fraternal twins? His name's Austin, A and B. What's your guys' like, like tell? Usually there's some sort of tell with most of the, the identical twins. It's like, oh, he's the one with like longer hair or I have the better personality. Or <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it sounds so lame, but we just look different. Like... You honestly do. <laughs> he he has like a very round face, and I have a very Damn, dude. 
I have a very angular face. face with this crazy so jawline. It's so crazy. His what? is so round, and yours is just <laughs> so like perfectly chiseled and so handsome. And like, it's Thanks such guys. an honor to meet you so far. Yeah, you guys are just hyping me up so much right now. Yeah, I'm it. I can't imagine how bad this would be going if Austin was on here. <laughs> Austin, uh, Austin. Oh God, not this guy. Your twin brother is he like? Does he live in San Francisco with you? I'm assuming nah, I live in San, San Diego, Francisco. Actually. What? Yeah, you're so stupid. Hold the How could you assume that he lives in San Francisco? I guess now would be an appropriate time to acknowledge that I know nothing about you, Dylan, and I guess (laughs) you know nothing about me either. Maybe we should do look. This is all happening real time. This is this is yeah. We our pre-show chat. We didn't even get into like the surface level. I mean. It was just kind of like, let's get Audacity up and running, and this is how we do this shit. Straight yeah. to business, baby. All right, so Blake from San Diego is on. Blake, can you hear us all right? Oh, yeah. Where you come? Where you uh, chiming in from, Dylan? Where you come? Di- Ew, dude. That's, that's too <laughs> personal. <laughs> oh. uh, I, I, I'm chiming in from San Diego, and I come in San Diego as well. Whoa! Oh, drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's tough. So you, Blake, you're friends with Randy. That's the the connected deck on this one. Yep, that's how I got pulled into this fucked up world, this hellhole. <laughs> and you know Randy from what? Maybe high school? How far back do you guys go? Um, Randy and I met studying abroad in Barcelona together. Oh, and just damn! Hit it you off. must be Mr. You must be really interesting because because did I hear you right when you said you studied abroad? Yeah, I was in España, and did I mention? Did I mention I went to I went to Bali? Did I did I mention that? Yet? Whoa, because I went no, to that's Bali. Chill. So no, that's chill. That's cool. World traveler, <laughs> like that. Yeah, but they met abroad, and then I met Blake. Abroad? Yep. No, in Palm Springs, actually. Yep. Jake's and I's meeting was uh It's pretty interesting, actually. We I think we were both like. I don't know, three days out of a breakup. <laughs> Both like less, yeah, less than a week. Or, uh, for me, I think it was a couple of weeks, but yeah, very, like very recent breakup. Three days out, yeah. And yeah. Randy was like, hey, you want to come to Palm Springs? And I was like, oh, dude, I don't know. I just fucking broke up with my girlfriend and I'm like super depressed right now. I was like, actually, you know what? That could be kind of nice for me. Went out there, met Jake. We, we trauma bonded over... Over being sad boys. And Nothing just... like a good trauma bond. Oh, yeah. Ladies, let's just sound off in the chat. We were also like, like two of the few people. <laughs> like, can't remember if it was two of the only people or part of a very small group who was not on shrooms. Like, I, I show up to this Airbnb <laughs> and it's basically, I'm just met with, like, you want to do mushrooms? And I was just like, I don't know any of you people. So, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm okay. And then Blake was Blake was sober too, right? I yeah, I was like, I am gonna be broken <laughs> if I yeah. do shrimps right now. Because <laughs> that was me. I was just like, I'm also very depressed right now. Like the last thing I need is to break my brain yeah. even further. So we, we bonded over that. It was like, oh, you also got out of a relationship. Nice. <laughs> Doesn't life suck right now? <laughs> <laughs> very tight. <laughs> Love it. Love it. How do you guys know each other? Uh, listen to the show, dude. Oh, wow. Known each fake other I just exposed myself. Fake known each fan. other since like middle school. But yeah. Been friends. Yeah, since like eighth grade. I would, like, I would close say, friends yeah. since eighth grade. 
middle school is when the friendship blossomed. We like we we knew of each other because we played baseball in the same league growing up and same we we were on the we were on the same team at one point but it was like a fall ball out of off season thing and didn't really get close but yeah middle school was if we had a real season to bond oh. to trauma bond oh. we would have gotten real close yeah it would have been it's crazy how close we would have gotten oh dude sometimes, i can't imagine how close, close we would have gotten that would have right. been that's i don't want to know guys that would have been pretty Too close <laughs> All right, all right. Enough Speaking of too much detail, fuck. I don't give a shit about your lives or anything like that. We're here to talk about good old-fashioned music. Have you heard of it? God. It's taking the nation by storm right now. <laughs> all the kids, all the kids are Everyone's listening to it. Every- <laughs> ah, I like that. Recent studies have shown that this new music, it's not good for your brain. <laughs> but... Be careful. It hasn't we haven't been able to do the longitudinal studies on it yet, but the data is starting to come up and is not good. Mm-mm. The kids, so, and their, their tink tonks and their music today, just fucking <laughs> out of control, man. And they're no attention spans, and they want the songs to be three seconds. And they're speeding it up. It is just an absolute travesty. Those poor artists are just getting more money for sped up versions of their songs, and they're smoking their vapes. And they're doing their molly. <laughs> We're going to start things off by taking it back, Blake. Way back. Way back. Way back to the beginning of your of your first introduction to the world of music. So when did it start? Was there a person that started it off for you? Maybe your parents? Maybe your twin brother? That's an interesting fact, dude. You should tell people about wow. that. And yeah, what was what was the the uh, inception of it? The who was it and what was it? What kind of music? Probably my older brother. Whoa, which, hold on. Whoa, hold on. Whoa, hold on. Whoa, hold on. Twin brother and then just your that, guys. Are you the older of the two twins? No. I'm the youngest. So which older brother? <laughs> yeah, he got you there, dude. He got you Checkmate. there. Checkmate. <laughs> Uh, I have an older, older brother. Okay. Oh. And I have an older sister, too. I'm actually the youngest of four. Whoa. Um, the baby. How much baby older Blake. are we talking? Um, my older brother is like 30. He's got two kids. So. Wait, and he listened to music at one point and he has kids now? He listened to music. Believe it or not, he listened to music. I feel like that's... So what do you... <laughs> Wait, he listened to music and he was able to have children? <laughs> That goes against all the studies. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what I read in the Bible. Hold up. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people, like, their older sibling introduces them to their music. And part of it is, like, you know, you want to emulate who they are and kind of what they represent. So you end up picking up mm-hmm. on that genre, even if it's not something, mm-hmm. I don't know, you would listen to yourself. Um, <clears throat> so my older brother... Once he got his license and he would like drive us around, he would listen to a lot of um, a lot of ska. At Yo. first, you guys are familiar with ska. He's like, whatever you do, don't tell mom and dad that I'm making that I'm having you guys listen to this. Like, keep this between us. You're like, yeah, of course, older brother Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sacrilegious. Um, yeah, so you know, kind of like reggae meets punk rock. Um, and I guess, I don't know if they would classify as ska, but he listened to a lot of Revolution, 
Hmm. If you guys are familiar with them. I yeah. feel like that's Scott. Right. They're kind of Scott, Scott, kind Scott of, adjacent, kind of rock, maybe? reggae, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I actually still am very into Revolution, so kind of ironic that that was like, you know, the first artist I got into and and stuck it out, um, I think because, you know, I thought my old brother was cool. I wanted to be like him, listen to what he listened to, and then and then when she just Is Revolution, are they, are they Time Bomb? Is that their song? No, that's Iration. Similar, similar vibes. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I've I've listened to some Iration or Revolution radio a time or two, because like <clears throat> doing uh, some some coaching with like having young kids around, it's just a pretty safe play of just like knowing that that radio station is going to be relatively clean, and then like the only you know references are going to be like to weed or something like that, and it's yep. usually which is tight. Candid. Weed is tight. so tight. You like Iration? I like Gyration. Mm. You know, never do that again. You like that? that was disgusting. Mm. You're the one who's talking about nodding in San Diego. <laughs> Get off my back. Okay. 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 So revolution. What? Uh, where did it grow from? That like, did you start exploring your own stuff on your own? Yeah. So I feel like that. That's what got me into. I guess sort of reggae adjacent type stuff a little bit. Um, and Revolution still makes music, by the way. Like they still come out with new albums. Oh yeah, they're today, and they're solid. Like they have stayed true to their their form for years, like decades, I guess at this point. Um, so then I got pretty into reggae actually, like middle school and kind of high school too. Like you know, just and what impact did that have on you? <laughs> did you have um, like a Bob Marley like like oh, the yeah. reggae like backpack yep. and? Not, no, I wasn't. I wasn't, wasn't one of those like scrubs that wore like, you know, all the reggae shit. Uh, and then like the, the yeah, Rasta like the, the the like knitted Rastafari like sweatshirt, the yeah. hemp sweatshirts <laughs> <laughs> that just like never. You can tell they just never get washed. <laughs> yeah, I definitely went through a Bob Marley phase, um, and and then hearing reggae sing about like weed and like the good vibes that came with that, I was like, shit. I want to try weed, which is well. a terrifying prospect to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I eventually did try it, like sophomore year of high school, and then had a horrible edible experience, and then didn't touch it again for years. So it was kind of like this very ironic twist of fate. I, I made it out to be this amazing thing, you know, that's going to be like bring all this peace and good vibes, mm-hmm. and then had a horrible experience. So yeah, edibles for your first time sounds yeah. like quite the way to start. Do you know how yep. much you took? No, no idea. Mm. But it's mm. a good start. It's bad. Um, so I blame Bob Marley for that. It's fair. Um, just preying on a classic suburban white boy, you know, unsuspecting, doesn't know what he's in for. Easiest targets. Very yep. impressionable. That's how you get them. You get them young. Yeah. Yep. And so then after that experience, I'd imagine there was like some incredible letdown, but then like disdain that you held towards reggae music. So you're like, all right, hard left turn. I'm going to listen to classical. Genre. Yeah, that plus, uh, you know, going with the mainstream, going into high school and stuff. Then I think I listened to a lot of rap, basically, which I feel like a lot of. Yeah, that would suck to listen to rap. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I would hate to be one of those guys that listens to rap that. still. Only in high school. Would I ever? Yeah, so listen to a lot of uh, name some artists, just like the popular, like anyone I mean, that yeah. was on the radio. Eminem, Drake. Oh. 
right. Lil Wayne, Jake, Wiz Khalifa, you know, all the all the big ones. He smokes all weed. The, all the big ones. Oh yeah. Um, and then I, I had a little dubstep phase for a while too. I don't know if you guys if you guys went through that too. Oh yeah. It was pretty spicy there for, ever, for a year. What were the little like you know hand funny? lights and Dude, stuff? Dude, actually, yeah, I have I have some of those tutting gloves. It was a gift though. <laughs> it was a gift from an ex girlfriend. I think I used them like once, but yeah, I got the gloves with the lights in the end. You do like this kind of shit and give people light shows. Yeah, I mean now people just do that at raves, right? Yeah, they're like Blake. We're in the middle of class. Please stop and put this <laughs> shit away. They're my stim toys. <laughs> <laughs> I need them to focus. <laughs> So yeah, and then that brings me to um, to college, and then I feel like it's just so varied from there. Like I feel like the it was less phases and more just context dependent, depending on like what genre I would listen to. Yeah, a lot of exploration. Uh, so yeah, kind of all over the place. Um, but one of the staples of college being Odessa. Wow. Oh. I think we'll talk about them later. Yeah? You reckon? Maybe. I think so. Wait, them? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I kind of understand. Are you, though? It was two guys. It was two guys. I yep. saw that on the internet. <laughs> it said that. It said they broke up. Okay, 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 okay. I thought I saw something that said, like, Odessa, like, why'd they break up? Or, like... That's some... That must have been some tabloid. I don't think that's... I don't think that's true. Dylan, please stop spreading this fucking slander around, all right? I don't want to get sued by the two oh, members oh, of people. Odessa that are still together. <laughs> people also ask on Google, did Odessa break up after a four-year hiatus? Electronic duo Clayton Knight and Harrison Mills are back. Yeah. The last goodbye. I could see people assuming that they're yeah. like done because, yeah, the last album was called The Last Goodbye. But no, dumbass. You don't Sorry. Mean, and if you listen silly. to the last goodbye, and they they talk about this in their like interviews and stuff too, the whole point is that there is no last goodbye. That's the catch. Fuck. Fuck. Oh my god. Ugh. What, hurt so my we'll brain. Get, we'll label them as what do we want to call it? EDM. It's not. EDM, EDM, EDM like, is like it's 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 just like a large umbrella that a lot of genres fall under and people assign to I feel like just any any music that sounds like it's made mostly on a computer they're like oh yeah that's EDM but not quite I wouldn't categorize so that's, that that's kind of what I love about it as a, is I I don't really know if I could future bass indie rock indie tronica chill wave EDM trap <laughs> electro pop dance electronic those are all the different genres that they have there a label as yeah their music, was gonna... their music is very like worldly sounding oh, yeah because yeah. that's what I was gonna ask is like present day aside from Odessa who else are you listening to um I listen to a lot of Krongbin if you know Krongbin. I think that was the initial. Yes, and there Jake was another album that we were going to. I vetoed yep. that hard. I get why it was a little too. They're pretty like instrumental. They do some vocals, but they're pretty just like ultra chill kind yeah. of indie. I love them ultra chill. so much, ultra chill. and their their music is phenomenal. But I didn't know if it would be conducive to talk about. I agree. I like just FKJ a, bad, a lot. Just too. a bad choice. I love FKJ. 
Yeah. He, Dylan, you know KJ, right? He's pretty experimental too. Like he gets pretty, mm. pretty funky. Dylan, I want you to try to guess what FKJ stands for. <laughs> Fuck, kill. Good. Yep. Keep it coming. Be careful with that oh. last one. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it. You got yourself in a trap, you're here, buddy. Gonna, you're not gonna say what? Justice. Okay. <laughs> very close. You were very, very close. It's French oh. kiwi juice. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Actually? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's pleasant. Remember when I first learned that I was like, huh. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he's he's super talented. I don't know if Jake, I don't know if you've ever seen him live, but No, sadly. Dude, this guy he so he this he guy mixes this french guy this french guy this french guy all right he mixes live i think he uses i don't know ableton or he, use, he uses like loop loop stations uses. yeah he uses loop stations he uses uh, audacity proud sponsor <laughs> backpack yeah he uses free software by audacity are you about to come onto the backpack podcast as a guest make sure to download audacity <laughs> minutes before hopping out <laughs> Blake, what was your downloading speed? Two minutes, Max? I don't know. I think Perfect. I got the I think I got the bootleg version. You guys, nice. you guys on the As long as it works. It's just um, it's free. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Fuck. But we love our sponsors. Loop stations. Yeah, yeah. So loop he stations. um so he loops live, which is I mean pretty impressive to begin with. But then also he plays like, I don't know, like eight, nine instruments. So he plays yeah. Piano, keyboard, I guess it's kind of adjacent, but, you know, different sounds. Um, he plays stuff on, like, a synthesizer. He plays bass guitar, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, um, like, alto sax, baritone sax. Saxophone, yeah. Um, did I say bass guitar? I don't know. If Xylophone? I don't know. Mm. That'd be cool. But so he's kind of like he's like running around, you know, doing all this stuff and looping it on stage live and singing too. Um, so just talent wise, super impressive and Incredible. it sounds fucking amazing. So in the cardio, the respiratory, it's just so impressive, <laughs> top notch. This guy. That's why they call okay. him uh, Kiwi Juice. He's just he's just glugging that shit the whole the whole show to stay yep. hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I I could have seen FKJ. He came up to San Francisco, um, but the the acting class that I was in was on Thursday, and so was the show. So <laughs> okay, I see where for what he's logic. Okay, yep, makes sense. The way the way you said that made it sound like as if there was an altercation, like you got kicked out of the acting class, but like you don't want to go in detail. The acting class that I was in, and we will it not ended. ask any questions it's or talk now. about it any further. It's done. Now. I know. I was bummed. I missed your your performance. Oh, you did, dude! I want to see yeah. one of them. I was reading Jake's script when we were in the in the car in Bali. By the way, we went to Bali. Um, we went to Bali actually. Looking through his script. Slip that in. When are you doing that? By the way, have you presented it or I don't know? What you I, did. Did. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it three times, and I just did it for the last time last night. Shit, and you got carried off the dude. stage. Yeah, in front of fam- <laughs> I did it in front ovation? of family and friends. Yeah. How'd it go? Super well, actually. I'm very happy with it. I think that I killed it. And now you get to add it to what do they call it? Like not your portfolio or LinkedIn. Your real, your real. Yeah, except it wasn't. My mom recorded it on her phone, which is not <laughs> like a. 
a quality recording that I would show people. Like, hey, yeah. you put me in your movie. This is what I can do. <laughs> There's got to be at least like one good clip that you can send to the boys or something. Like a like a ten second, like just a little bit, like a funny line that you have. Or yeah, probably I can look through. I would, it. I would love to see. That. I was so bummed you had sent a message saying that like Monday. Here's the link, but you had sent it I think like the week before. Well, I sent the... it a few days before, so people. Oh, it was live streamed. Yeah, it was. There was a Zoom. Um, Shit. And yeah, I was going to text in our group me like, hey, if you're going to be on this, make sure to mute yourself. But I didn't. And then I was like, My yeah, there's a solid chance people forgot. But you should have sent it to me, Jake. I would have I would have watched. I should have actually. Are yeah. you brought up the muting aspect? Did someone <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that Jake is so talented. The girl <laughs> he's doing the scene with is just awful. <laughs> no, it was just in the beginning when people were first hopping on, like they were being really loud um, and like talking. <laughs> and the guy who teaches the class was like, please turn your mics off. And they weren't for a bit, but then they did. So. I would pay to watch that. <laughs> you guys remember when a, yeah. like Zoom bombing was a thing? Like people would like hijack. I do like remember that. Zoom meetings? Yeah. Um, oh, I would Zoom bomb the shit out of Jake. <laughs> God, what I'd do for a good Zoom bomb. I miss 2020. <laughs> My cousin live-streamed his wedding on Zoom, like, I don't know, sometime during the pandemic. And, like, in the middle of the ceremony, a bunch of, I don't know, like, fucking QAnon or something, like, joined the call and were, like, oh, what were they? they were, like, flashing, like, videos of some guy getting like his head shot in like an actual video and like the n-word and like nazi flags and stuff like in the middle of their fucking Good ceremony God. and they could tell that something was like going on while they were at the altar because some lady like ran over and like grabbed the phone super quick because it was like making noise and stuff it was so bad dude so bad and i was like That's why tough. wouldn't why wouldn't you password protect a mm. wedding call like this was so avoidable yeah. We've all been there. I mean, yeah, we've all I used, all to, joined I used to Zoom and bomb and just, yep, I would throw up the head getting blown off video. Yep. We've all seen it. We, it, all, it, it. we all love it. It hits every time. It hits every time, <laughs> dude. It's, it's a good video. Banger after banger. <laughs> and they had the audacity to kick me up. I'm the problem. The wedding was boring. Let's be real. <laughs> let's be hey, honest. Let's, I made let's it. Let's be honest. I made it. You never forgot, right? It would have been a pretty forgettable wedding. Gave you a memory. Sue me. Scarred. All I remember is just this guy getting his fucking head blown in. I don't remember the vows. Nope. Not important. Mm -mm. Well, here's what I remember. I remember that we were once talking about (laughs) FKJ. (laughs) I remember this time when we were I remember that FKJ stands for fresh kiwi juice. No, French. No, I know. You got it. French, yeah. It worried me there for a sec. Fresh, freshly squeezed kiwi juice. Man, I love that FSKJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep on adding a fucking letter every single time. <laughs> but uh, let's get in to, now that the listeners know that you listen to music, Blake is no fool. Confirmed. And- Blake listens to music. Blake and I, I listened to quite a bit of music when we were in Bali, actually. I don't know if we brought that up, but... We, we did. We, we did. did. We went to Bali and listened to quite a bit of music there. Yep. That did was, you guys that was, chance? It was pre-puke, by the way. Everything pre-puke. changed after yep. the puke. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I was I was not I was a shell of a man after the puke. <laughs> I bet you were wishing that you had been listening to an album by Odessa that would have made you feel a little bit warmer inside, a little bit better. Yeah, because you guys didn't have a moment apart from one another. Is that true, <laughs> Blake? Blake, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Dylan, Dylan around here is the uh, the Segway guy. He's the master of segways. Like your master brother's, like your brother's wedding probably had a master of ceremonies before the beheading started. Dylan's the master <laughs> of segways <laughs> in these. That parts. was pretty smooth. That was pretty smooth. Yeah, I just want to get into the album. He's good. Like my Blake, boys, my boys, good like that. Blake, now that we're on topic and we're talking about this <laughs> album, what uh, what's your connection? Like, how did you first get into it? What what brought us to this point where, if this album came out in 2017, now all of a sudden. Five years, maybe a little more than five years later, we're hopping on a podcast to to discuss. How did we get in? Why what's this the, one? Connection? What made oh, you what? choose this one? I have to say, I re-listened the whole thing today, and you know, in, in prep for this, and it still hits just as hard. It's 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 timeless. It it when so was hard. the first time it hit? When when did it hit you the first time? Twenty seventeen. Right. I need to report this to the so April right. twenty seventeen. Yeah, came out later. In so the I year. feel like I feel like. Especially in college, I feel like certain songs or like genres like have this valence that makes them attached to like different points in your life, you know? I mean, that's just like music across the board. Yeah. A lot of good music came out in 2017, I will say. It was a good year, a good year for music. Formative Um, years for us listening to music. Yeah. I mean, we were... Like you were saying, like those, those, those albums, that time period, for whatever reason, those, that music sticks. Was yep. it because we were sophomore and sophomores in college? Is that I right, think fellas? that certainly helped. You know, it's like um, uh, not to be a stickler, but this actually came out when we were juniors. So because oh, we were shit. juniors in college, fellas, even better. Um, I think so. So you were walking around Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's probably walking around San Diego uh, if it oh. came out. Yep, September eighth. <laughs> yeah, twenty seventeen. Um, I mean, so right off the bat, I already liked their desert, right? And then their their old music is good. In return is good, uh, but I felt Moment Apart was just like next level, top notch, best thing. It was a ever it was created. a big it was a big deal when it came out. It was huge, and they've said themselves too. I've listened to a lot of like interviews with them, the boys Harrison and Clayton, um, the absolute lads, and they were like saying how they view it as like the most mature progression and output of anything they've created at least up until that point um Mm -hmm. they spent a lot of time making it um and i feel like the reason i like it so much is because with odessa a theme i always see is just like the range so we were talking about that with the genres right they're so hard to pigeonhole because of the range of genres that they touch upon and fun little odessa trivia the the reason that their logo is that geometric little little inga binga um, mm-hmm. is because I think it's called icosahedron or dodecahedron. I can't remember which one. It's yeah, supposed one of those to represent it's be one, one of the one of those one of those little hedrons. You know, it's gotta be one of those. It's gotta be one of those little guys. It's supposed to represent um, the multitude of genres that they like pull from and are influenced by. So it's supposed to represent their like multi dimensionality, which I think is pretty evident. When you listen to them, because you get, you get the, you get the indie, you get the electronic, you get the classical. They have like full on strings in their songs. They have full horn lines. They have drum lines. 
They have very sad, mellow songs. They have super upbeat songs. They have basically straight up like, you know, EDM songs. Um, just such a range that I feel like it captures the range of what you experience, you know, in life and in college. So it for every point or memory or like mood, there is a corresponding Odessa song that just slaps. Yeah. Damn, I would, I would buddy, agree. You're, 100%. you're down in the dumps in Palm Springs. Just oh, yeah. got dumped. <laughs> yep. Do I have an Odessa song for you? I remember too. Because after that Palm Springs trip, I drove, like, when I drove you home, our a large part of, like, us talking, we we connected the dots that we both really liked Oteza, and then that just turned into, like, oh, fuck yeah, like, <laughs> let's listen to some shit. Yep. And that's when you showed me Rufus to Soul, actually. I didn't know Rufus up until that point. Oh, yeah. That too. I was like, like, if you oh, like okay. these guys, you're probably yeah. gonna like these guys, too. Yeah. Also, listen to Rufus if you haven't, those of yep. you listening. But I would have to agree, like... They're, they're so. I don't even know what's the what's the word really. They they wear a lot of different hats when it comes to yeah the kind of music they put out. And when I first heard the first stuff of theirs, I heard was in return. And I remember I was at Lose Records in San Diego, and I they they would have this little section of the store where they would put up new albums that you could listen to on these headphones they had connected. And I saw the album cover and I was like, this looks fucking cool. And then I played it and I was like, what the fuck am I hearing? <laughs> and that just launched the the love of, yeah, the what they do with their music. And them too, them using like actual instruments too. I remember they, they very famously, or at least famously at the time when they played Coachella, I think it was like, 2015 or something around that time they brought out like usc's marching band and they like played along with them and pretty crazy stuff i remember listening to this like song that was a live taping of something they put out at coachella with the marching band so that's, that's, that's especially crazy that they Sorry, let's say especially crazy that they went out there with the usc marching band considering that they're western washington alums this guy was on the Whoa. internet earlier and saw Deza's fucking wikipedia page damn dude just two friends from college. Okay, Dylan, let me ask you this. So I've listened to this album so many times, but what I don't know how familiar you were with Odessa, but what was like your first impression, like just going through it, just kind of, you know, getting your toes a little wet? So I'm listening to it this morning <clears throat> while I'm having breakfast, making some coffee, and I'm like, oh, this is a pretty nice mellow way to start my day but nothing i think a lot of times when i listen to an album that i haven't heard before like i'm like an, an artist that i know is popular but i've just never really done a deep dive of i'm almost always like looking for that first song that's like i've heard this and that ended up happening when we get to the song that has Leon Bridges across the room. Nice. That was the first song where I was like, oh, this sounds very, very familiar. I don't know what I've heard this in. But that's almost like that moment is what almost like kind of, I don't even know if it like, not that it piques my interest, but it's almost like before that, I'm just kind of listening, listening, trying to almost like make sense of what I'm hearing and like, like try to figure out like why is this popular da, 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 da. and then it was almost like hearing that it's like oh okay this is featuring leon bridges he's another big artist and it's like all right yeah he clearly uh teamed up with odessa because they are popular and jake well actually one of you 
between the two of you, you guys had mentioned that they are like, their music's pretty worldly. I don't know what, let me see in my notes. I definitely oh, you took notes. Wow. Oh, I take notes. Jake is okay. like the notes king, in, at least in the <laughs> past. Uh, where did I? Maybe I didn't jot it down in my notes, but I know one of the things. Did I say, I thought I said like universal or worldly because Jake had said that. Oh, line of sight. I jotted down. Feels universal. And I think what I was trying to get at is just the, like the sound itself. I remember listening and being like, maybe it's, maybe it's this world cup going on right now, but just knowing that has the word world in it. Is that what it is? (laughs) No, 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 no. I meant, I meant like, I thought you were saying there was a lyric in the song where it says like the world. No, no, no. The world cup, the word world is in it. Yes. Yes. When I was listening to line of sight, that's when like, I just kind of had this moment that dawned on me like, uh, this sounds like something that would be um, like, I could see it being consumed elsewhere, if that makes sense. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just something that like you have to live in the United States to listen to. And like, it's just very like open and broad and like easily digestible, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's funny you say that because Odessa, they try to, in all their albums, you'll notice this actually, they try to incorporate um artists actually from around the world so that's why a couple of their songs in this album have like art in spanish um and they yeah, have some other songs or, uh, that have yeah ciudad um yeah everything at your feet yep yeah featuring the chamanas and that's yeah so they uh they they um in a lot of their albums they try to feature artists from different countries they have some kind of like you hear like kind of tribal sounds or like tribal chants mm-hmm. in some of their songs that's very intentional. a lot of times and they also try to include like um not very well known popular artists so it's funny you brought up Leon Bridges cuz at the time I bet you at this point in time yeah he was time, not that big it? yet yeah he wasn't so most of the time when you look at the featured it's like some random person you've never heard of. And a lot of the time it's because Mansion it's a really small win. artist that they purposely try to give visibility to. Also because those artists don't have a certain like perception or genre already tied to them. So people don't have expectations about what they're going to sound like. And I think that's sick that they try to spotlight those artists because then they end up you know blowing up alongside Odessa, which is really yeah. cool. To talk about Leon Bridges, one, it's really funny that going back and listening to this today, I realized like, oh shit this is Leon Bridges. Like I, I, I listen to a lot of his music now, but at the time, you know, didn't pay any mind to it. I was like, this guy has a good voice and I like him, but you know, it didn't register. And then, well, but yeah, he, he gets outshined or anything, but like the, the moment or like the part of that song that really stands out is the, um, the, the lady belting, out. the lady. Yeah. Belting. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I recognized when I heard that. I was like, Oh, this is a, a song <laughs> that I've heard on TV or the, yeah. but he, the other thing I was going to say was that, like, he, I'm looking through his, you know, discography and stuff on Spotify. He really hadn't put out a lot of music at that point. I'm sure he maybe was doing, like, shows based on, like, some singles he put out, but he had put out an album. All right. So take back what I just said. I'm an idiot, but he put out an album and that was kind of it. It looked like he, he definitely wasn't as big as he is now. You know, he's put out two albums since then and, a lot of people are familiar with his work, but mm-hmm. and now he collaborates with Krongvin all the time, which is kind of ironic because they're like yeah. my other favorite artists. And so most of my favorite songs now are the Leon Bridges and Krongvin songs. So that guy's just just killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also Blake when you said like 
they use a lot of like tribal chants or choruses in their music like in my mind when i hear that shit like in an odessa song that's the like this uh, odessa sound that i recognize and that just resonates like yep this is their music like this is what they do and they're so they're so damn unique in that as we've said they do so much with this stuff that they put out but they just have such a unique sound that it's it's kind of hard to compare them to to Mm -hmm. other people or to bottle them down and that's why that's why they're another thing I love about Odessa is their performance caliber, like live, is insane. Especially oh, yeah. a moment apart. Probably the the best show I've ever seen. And I it was, the first time I saw them was at Coachella actually. And that was the year that they did the drones flying over the main stage for the first time, which is pretty common now, but that was like unprecedented at the time. They had drones fly by the stage and form into their icosahedron, you know, shape and start moving around and everyone just lost their fucking minds. But that paired with like an actual live strings ensemble, an actual live horns, actual live drum line, um, plus just, you know, the usual insane visuals and graphics and lights is just like top notch performance quality on top of already fantastic music. I feel like they maybe don't even get necessarily the kind of credit they deserve because they are so popular among the like college age crowd and they've done a lot of big music festivals. So I, I, I feel like they maybe get roped into what that re- is and represents. But, you know, Who, when you name some artists that you would like assume someone would like rope them in with. I don't know if it's necessarily roping them in with other artists, but it's just, I think, mainly the fact that, like, they are very big amongst, like, the college scene. Um, I know, especially when they were coming out with stuff, you know, when, when this album came out, I remember it being huge amongst everyone that I was hanging out with. Like, we were all listening to it. Um, so just in that sense, maybe that they're not having these audiences that are necessarily stretching across broad age groups which isn't a thing you don't need to do that what are, what's the fucking point that i'm trying to make i don't know i, think, I, I, I feel like, like labels can can impact it like it, it's that's why it's hard to classify them but if you label them as like oh they're an edm band immediately there's association around oh they're probably most of your college audiences they probably perform at raves they're probably this style of music and it's kind yeah. of like almost uh like undermining their actual substance to just classify I think that, as that's EDM or something much better yeah i was very much it. expecting it to be like um who's the group we ain't ever getting old no, chain, chain smokers <laughs> yeah i was i was like totally expecting to hear like something that i had heard in like a frat house in college and like yeah, i think okay, that's also is... kind of what i was trying to say yeah like they were they, they were both kind of getting bigger at the same time and yeah yeah make it so un- unfairly for... lumped together yeah it is unfair because then here I was listening to this like kind of like the first few songs in being like this is different than I expected but like it's, something's going to happen here and then and then for like the first song that I recognized to be across the room and it to be like totally like I, I was still trying to make sense of like what genre is this and <laughs> yep. what exactly am I listening to I think one of the other things I thought to myself was like it's very like atmospheric and kind of because at a certain point I started to transition and like do some work while I was listening to it. And I was like, yes, good. Like studying music. Good. Like a lot of it is, is very, um, I don't know, almost reminds me of like something that would 
be just playing while you're like playing hours and hours of video games if that makes any sense <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been a while since i've done that but like a long time mm-hmm. i don't play video games folks it's been a while but it's interesting you say atmospheric too because i think they kind of intentionally go for that with their like i guess branding like i don't know if you've noticed a lot of their albums and song themes and branding is space or yeah like in the first little intro right the intro is up in space i I love the intro it's so sick and it puts you in this mindset of kind of being i don't know beyond the regular experience kind of explore an uncharted territory i think they they create a certain vibe with that space theme that just oh it's a vibe it is a vibe dude (laughs) i would agree that yeah the they 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 have these themes that are you know these like grand sweeping concepts that they just uh, they do such an amazing job of just capturing emotion i can't help but feel their music makes me feel nostalgic listening to it and part of that is because it's so ingrained in the time that it came out for me at least and also too just the music itself just i feel like can put you in this mood like whenever i listen to I was just looking through in return, not even, I didn't even listen to it recently, but I know that album from front to back because it is, I listened to it so much sophomore year. That is like high school for me. And it puts me in that mindset, which I don't like sometimes. And it's, it makes me feel uncomfortable, but it's okay. And then this takes me right back to, to junior year when it came out. And I remember everything that was happening. And again, I had that nostalgia feeling like in my chest and my stomach. Nostalgia. And I had that high of nostalgia that was coursing through my veins yeah no i totally hear you dude i think that's as much as i can say oh yeah i I love it because of the music quality at the end of the day it's the like nostalgia and the emotionality that connects me to this and i remember when when i was had just graduated from college i was driving to the bay moving out of san diego had my car full of everything, all my stuff, like my whole life in my car. For whatever reason, I had a moment apart on CD. I don't know why. A friend had given it to me and I thought it looked cool and it sounded better on my sound system than my like Bluetooth transmitter. So I was listening to a moment apart on CD, which was great because I mean, I was listening to it in order Mm. and I was just like out on the freeway in the middle of nowhere and listened to the whole thing front to start like twice back to back. It was like Mm. so emotional because it represented like college to me essentially like i was like this is me looking back on college one last time before moving yeah. on to like adult life and whatever is to come ahead mm-hmm. and it was i was like so emotional and i think that's so so how hard did you cry that's what i wanted to know. <laughs> i don't know man Which i definitely cry the hardest too <laughs> definitely shed some tears for sure yeah some heavy stuff sounds like an awesome time do you I guys like- do you guys have a like an album or like an artist that kind of is like that for you like it just immediately you know well, it's you. funny because I was just thinking that most of the Music and Friends episodes that we've done, I feel like there's been like a strong, like yeah, maybe it's just the age that we're at, like being 20, like 25 young professionals or whatever, that there's this like, ah, college was cool because it, uh, because we didn't have as much responsibility and like we had freedom. I could wake up and eat ice cream and it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there, there is this like infatuation with like the music that we associate to that time period. Cause for me, uh, we had our buddy Jacob on and he went, he chose, uh, 1999 by Joey Badass, which like one of my favorite artists listened to that like a ton my sophomore year of college when I first 
like freshman and sophomore year of college. It's like when I really got into Joey Badass and like, um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about that album or that mixtape in general that like it, it, it's it's very youthful. Um, it, like just kind of it's like fun. I don't know how to explain it. And so whenever I listen to it, it's like always a very fond memory of like, damn, like, yeah, this, Joey was having fun. I was having fun listening to it. Like, good shit. Yeah. For me, good I would shit. say Bon Iver. I, nice. He's one of my oh. favorite artists of all time. Um, and every single one of his albums that he's put out, it feels like a very special one to me. But if we're talking like the really hardcore nostalgia, uh, second album, the self-titled one, Bon Iver by Bon Iver. High school for me, big time. And then 22 a million, which was the third one, is that just takes me back to sophomore year of college when, you know, a lot of mixed feelings come up about it. It was going through a very weird time, very hard time. But yeah, I love that album so much. It's a real creative, uh, real creative album title there, Bony Bear. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. Just gave up. You know, he was the first one to do that, to have a self-titled album. Oh, yeah? You sure A lot of that? people don't know that. Yep. Really? Yep, 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 yep. Took <laughs> a lot of guts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get into, like, some some notable like songs. songs. Yeah, favorite songs. Oh, yes, That we want to talk a little more about. I know I can start, and I will talk about, and it is one of the more popular songs off the album, because it was one of four singles that was released um and when the album was being hyped up but line of sight which is oh. the one two three four fifth song on the album one two three four five one, two, three, with <laughs> win and good job um, counting jay good job buddy I, did it. I even wet it <laughs> um god dude you a lot at that acting school this song <laughs> <laughs> i read my lines <laughs> Um, yeah, this one came out our sophomore year, came out April. I remember when this came out, talking again about how big Odessa was to, at least to me and to people I knew, and I'm sure a lot of people our age, um, two singles dropped on the same day, which was, uh, Line of Sight and Late Night, which happened to be back to back on the album. But Line of Sight was the one that I really, you know, resonated with and just tickled my fancy a lot more. Um, not that late night's a bad song. I love that song too, but everything about it, I mean, they just, you know, when the, when the bass comes in heavy on the, when it adds that little drop, when, uh, in the song, I need to explain music to you guys. You heard it too. Um, I love the chorus and it was nice to actually look into the lyrics because I had never, <laughs> I'd never paid attention to them. Well, I had, but I actually didn't realize that he was saying and i don't learn no i don't learn i thought he was saying out of line out of line so so i'm a big fucking dumbass okay i'm a fucking idiot piece of shit you guys are saying i can read i can't so but yeah little things like that now i know what the lyrics are that's pretty cool um but this again the the lyrics themselves feel very just classic Odessa we were talking about earlier these bigger um uh topics maybe that they try to address or the thematic just this like yearning for something more 
the line especially help me out don't let me down i could i could learn from you is yep. just you know this this asking for help and not wanting uh whatever's going on to end and so yeah i love this song all right here's my song you ready and jake you just touched on it sort of kind of late night wow Ooh, my note and i think maybe the reason why this one stuck out was kind of like here i was anticipating this like dancey vibe <laughs> late yeah. night out i see you no, standing no. there i'm gonna fuck you not like so that. much not so much like based on the so- song title as much as just i thought that odessa was gonna be like very like edm and poppy yeah um but yeah i just like my notes on this one more dancey and then there's kind of like that that howling like the the like hymns or yeah yeah and i was like yeah, it's kind of a bop and that's one of those ones that doesn't even have like it doesn't really have real words but it still is an absolute don't, don't, don't. dude the fucking the bass line in that oh my god oh my god so heavy and so good yeah, so heavy. yeah. that song that song for me kind of reminded me a little bit of in return in a good way I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Blake, do you have a favorite song? Blake, do you oh, like this album? Gosh. You don't have to pick a favorite, but if there's I one mean, that you... I, I think Line of Sight is definitely top, but Higher so Ground awful. is a pretty close second I love that song, too. That's also one of the ones that's, I think, more, like, definitely pretty simpy, pretty, pretty you know, emotional on the album. But, dude, Naomi Wilde's voice mm. just... Oh, beautiful. Take me. me. Yeah. That song, too. Memories brought up. I love that, yeah. Again, takes me back. Makes me feel nostalgic. All right, I'm just looking at some of my notes. Something's just funny. Hit me with it. Uh, Everything at your feet. I jotted down horns. Kind of a vibe. Spanish lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Spanish lyrics, dude. They come out of Sp- nowhere. You're like, oh, shit. Spanish lyrics. Kind of, Damn, uh, sick. Spanish. Just the memory. I jotted down. Uh, there's like a line in there where it's like middle of, the, middle of the night and then like middle of a fight. Yeah. And then I just, I put down in like this song would be perfect for some sort of like interpretive dance where like the girl's getting like pulled one way and the other and like doesn't know what to do. She wakes up tossing and turning and like mm-hmm. wants them to step in during the fight. Yeah. Middle of the night. Yeah. A lot of songs about, about love and kind of this love. pull and pull and push and back and forth. Not being together. Almost like they had a moment apart. <laughs> yeah. 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 Breaking it all okay. open. I love I love that song too because one, fucking Regina Spector, who doesn't love her voice, um, and I love the the way the song builds. It like builds and builds and builds in a combination with the instrumental and then the way she's singing, and then it dips, and then it builds again, and then it dips, and it never really has like a big crashing like drop or anything like that. When I was kind of I'm listening to it, I was like, oh, I really would want there to be like this just this explosion to come from it but uh it never really happened but it's a pretty it's a pretty sad song when i met i this was another one that i never paid attention to the lyrics to but she washed all the windows jake she washed the windows that they use she's drinking less and she took your advice but (laughs) 
yeah dude it's such a sad fucking song about just the ending of a relationship and her just being like yep my i i fucked this up and it's too late to change it and um i'm really glad this wasn't on my radar during uh during a breakup because goddamn <laughs> it would have hit me fucking hard as shit that's all i have to say oh yeah well said yeah. i think um i like i think uh dylan you mentioned corners of the earth earlier i feel like so if you listen to it in yeah. order they have that as the final song yeah and i feel like it's a perfect closure just the way it I sounds i don't know it's really slow and it feels like it's building up with the strings and even like the name of it too you kind of imagine i don't know like descending back in the atmosphere or something you know you have this this high level atmospheric view mm-hmm. and it just it just finishes in this dramatic emotional intense way i feel like they're mm-hmm. they're thoughtful about little things like that like the intro have you ever heard the story of the russian cosmonaut he goes up russian, in space russian cosmonauts aren't real i don't believe in them i was listening to like kind of re-listening to some of this right before hopping on just so that i could like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like in the past I'll listen. And then by the time we start recording, I can't remember any of like the beats or rhythms or whatever. So I'm like, let me just touch base with this. And then I was sitting on the couch with Alex, my current roommate, Alex, current roommate last week. Then I'll be done with that guy. But, (laughs) but no, we're sitting there on the couch. And then all of a sudden I look over as the song is playing, like wrapping up before heading into record. And then sure enough, Alex is asleep. Odessa put Alex to sleep. It was that peaceful. Was Say what you bad. will. Wow. No, it was that good. It was <laughs> That's that. beautiful. That's truly yeah. beautiful. It was truly, yeah, truly a, a moment I will never forget. <laughs> I, or Alex just has horrible music taste, and that maybe too. it's good that you're not going to be living with him anymore. That too. I mean, Justin Bieber's .05 fan, so I don't know what that well, says about yikes. him. But. Well, that actually does bring me to our next question before... Unless, Jake, you want to... I just wanted to also touch on Corners of the Earth. I thought it was quite the epic finale to this album. Epic. Reminded me a little bit of Bon Iver. I don't know what it was, but just the atmospheric nature of it. Um, bon Iver, Bon Iver? Mm, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, Bon Iver are we talking honestly, about? honestly, <laughs> maybe the second one. Um, but it's just, just fucking beautiful. I think it's one of the best things they've ever made. Um, I'll put it out there. Just. Whoa. Musically, here, folks. that you specific song is one of the best things that they've done. It is an insanely beautiful song. Well said. Hot. That's a hot take right there. <laughs> yep. I mean, if so, we're talking the best song they've ever made, it's Kusanagi. But that's a, that's a agree, whole actually. other conversation that we could have. Dylan, you want something like, cool about Kusanagi, actually? So, yeah, yeah, let's hear something cool, because I'll have to go listen to it. So I got some cool cherry about Kusanagi. That's actually the first Odessa song I ever heard, fun fact. Um, nice. I also so have something. To follow up, what, to follow up okay. whatever Blake says, I have something also cool to say about this song. So take it away. All right. Yep. Well, got a really high bar. Okay. Yep. Um, so in Kusanagi, when they're building up to, to the drop, you hear this, like, smashing crinkling of like rocks it sounds like like this almost tumbling of stones right before the drop um and apparently they were recording this somewhere up in the pacific northwest and they actually they wanted to get some kind of natural sounds and whatnot so they actually took a bunch of like pebbles and coins and like threw them on a wooden table to get that sound but it sounds very natural like in in place and then elsewhere in the song they have 
just some like ambient recording of a playground. So you hear kids just kind of like yelling and screaming, making noise. And then the actual like chanting, I can't remember if it's that song or a different one. They have some chanting that's actually like an old Christmas song from like the thirties of some kids singing that they just like chopped up and spliced and arranged. Yeah. Is that in Kusanagi? I can't remember. Yeah. That's in Kusanagi. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's not even recognizable, but it, it, the, the, the creativity they have with where they pull sources from it, I feel like really stands out in that song. You should definitely listen to Dylan. It's a good one. And this is not what I was going to say, but one thing that I remember writing down about some of their songs, they're so good at sampling things and cutting them up to use them in a super creative way. That's like, that song is a great example of it where, yeah, fucking rocks and coins and playgrounds and old Christmas songs. How the fuck do you put that together? But it works. Sounds like your, your typical Friday night, Jake. Uh, yeah yeah add a lot more playground in there and yeah yeah that's that's a normal friday (laughs) i've i've mentioned this on the show before that i i'm a sucker for some good samples like some of my favorite uh you know rap hip-hop it's i don't know some of my favorite songs like i love just listening to different like alternative intros where it'll take the the start of the sample like the original song and then kind of play it and then have like transition into the the you know modern day song um but that's I think that was one of the things that with across the room, like I jotted down, I was like curious if that was a sample, like the woman that's like belting. Cause I'm like, all right, two dudes. I don't think either one of them. And then <laughs> they only have Leon bridges noted on here and that's not him. So like, that's gotta be a sample, right? <laughs> Turns out it's just one of them. <laughs> uh, my cool fact which is also very interesting, uh, very profound and deep. Um, wow. Kusanagi, because remember how I said I used to listen to this in high school? It was my favorite song to listen to in my car when I got really high. Oh, That's it? Yep, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> my car that I had in high school for some reason had a really good sound system in it. Like the bass was very good and very strong. And and that song, when you listen to it on really good speakers, the, when it builds up to the, what Blake was talking about, the, the rocks and stuff falling that leads into this huge, heavy, just bass that comes in. And when you're, when you're a uh, sneeze, smoke a little bit of that, that, uh, that reefer, you know, little Marahuski, get that in your system, and you're chilling in your car with your buddies, and you bump that shit, and you feel the bass in your fucking chest. Good time. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. There was a trip that we went on. It was a friend group right before uh, freshman year of college, just like that summer before going off to college, and we'd gone camping, and I remember Jake and one of our other friends had like gone to smoke out in the, I don't know, like just by some bushes or something kind of off the beaten path. Just had a picnic table, honestly. Yeah. And then my buddy, and I think it was whoever it was with you. It was their first time. It might've been your roommate. It might've been a different friend of ours. I don't quite remember. And, and then myself, a square and my buddy, Brandon, another square, we came by and like pretended to like flashlights on them while they were trying to be like, Nope. (laughs) And you know, we're like, get out of here trying to act like we're the cops or Rangers or something. And I remember Jake was so pissed off. Like you don't fucking do that. (laughs) And then, and then it was the best part about it was in order to like win you back and like get back in your good graces. I was like, yeah, but no, like I'll, I'll definitely like sit in the car and listen to music with you guys. Cause that was like the next part. It was like, they're going to smoke and then they're going to sit in Jake's car and listen to like to pimple butterfly. That was the olive branch. 
<laughs> I'll sit in your car yeah. with you. I'll oh, sit okay. In your car, I'll be a part of the, the the listening session. Oh, cool. That'll be fun. So, we're talking about settings. Mm. Everyone knows that there's one question that we ask before we get into the ratings. Blake, I'm going to ask you this this very profound question. What is the most ideal setting to listen to this album, in your personal opinion? If you had to pick, like, you know, a nice sunny day in Barcelona. Walking by the Picture market. this. You're in Barcelona. <laughs> Imagine you're on a beach in Barcelona. You have a sangria on your hand. <laughs> the running of the bulls. Ooh, that's hard because, the, again, the range, you know? It's like each one could hit, each song could hit in different contexts. I feel like for stuff like this, I feel like definitely out in nature, you know? Like, yeah, it's nice to, to listen to this, some friends or, or in a a rave setting or concert setting, but something about the the atmospheric vibe or the the emotions or something, I, I find, you know, like out on like a walk at night or something like that in in, in a national park or just, you know, a quiet area in nature. Yeah. I feel like that's just I feel like that's what they intended. They talk a lot about how important like growing up in the Pacific Northwest was to them. And I feel like that's a, a fitting setting to listen to it. I like I like that because I was going to think something like like I think my brain is just set on my immediate future is I'm probably going to like eat some food after we record and then like get ready to go to bed and like dim the lights and I was like ooh be kind of nice to like just kind of have this playing lights off oh, just yeah. kind of like brushing my teeth or whatever but yeah I could very much see this being enjoyable out in nature. Some nice, uh, yeah, 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 out in nature, stars. Yep, you know, nature. Star, stars. You know, nature you know stuff. how those you know, be. Boop and, boop you know how stars be in nature when you're far from the city Squatting and they're like shining super bright. Yeah, <laughs> trees and yeah. shit. Atmosphere. You know, shining a flashlight, shining a flashlight on some teenager smoking weed, trying to scare shit yeah. out of them. The usual. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. It's all part of our childhood. We were all so nervous trying to smoke weed, and then we got super, super scared. I've been there. I feel you. Yeah. Jake? I'm thinking... That, and I have a specific spot in mind, too. It's in um, Half Moon Bay area. Mm-hmm. It's these cliffs that are there. That, these pretty t- pretty high-up cliffs that just overlook the beach. You know, there's just like a, a stark drop into the ocean and the water. Sitting there. Sun setting. Or at least you, uh, you play it maybe so it ends with the sunset. Yeah. That'd be pretty fucking good. Hmm. So the sun is out because Blake and I both agreed that it would be nice when it's dark. Right. When the stars are out. Well, it'll get dark. Which one is it, Jake? It'll get you dark. Or the, the sun will go away. It'll get dark. And then you'll finish the album. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Blake, do you have any idea as to what our rating system is? Oh, no. Blake, Blake, oh, shit. Blake, oh, Blake, 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 you, you uneducated <laughs> dumbass. Blake. Do you want me to read it out loud? Around here, yeah. we like to rate the albums, okay? And we don't do no number scale. No, 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 no. We use our words when we do it. It's very, it's a very novel concept. Uh, not a lot of people know about it, but we do it. We do it very well. So we have 
a list of words. It's perfect because music is very subjective, and most of these words are pretty subjective. Yeah, I'm going to read them off to you. There's going to be a group of positive ones and a group of negative ones, all right? You're going to hear these. You're going to internalize them. And then you're going to string together as many of these words as you want, or you can add your own words to the list. You know, we're, we're, it's an ever growing, ever expanding list. String them together, do whatever you want with them, come up with an accurate rating. And the list is as follows. For the good ones, we have bumps, slaps, bangs, goes hard, groovy, tight, the shit, lit, vibes, euphoric, smooth, rocks, classic, slick, lovely. For bad, we have weak, trash, shit, light, mid, whack, bogus, ass, and repetitive. So I am going to actually send you this list really quickly because there's no way that you kept up with that <laughs> i was like was i supposed to remember that no no he's got his glasses on he's very studious i'd imagine that his brain is operating this guy studies than... yeah so it's a twin and he has double the capacity he stole his brother's ability to think uh, no, honestly, my brother's smarter than I am, so I think I think he went up. Edit that up. No, we'll, we'll, we're gonna leave that in. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you if you need a little time to think about it, maybe one of us can go first. Dylan, I could just string together like whatever. Yeah, yeah. You go, Dylan. You can, yeah. Whatever you want. You can even come up with your own. Say, oh, any sure. here's say here's mine. I if don't there's think not I a word that tickles your fancy, yeah, please feel free to. I'm, add gonna, your I'm gonna add mine to the list because. Uh oh. One of them is. So, dreamy vibes. Whoa. Yeah. Dreamy, creamy. Dreamy what vibes. What the fuck? And I jotted it down in my notes. I've got it, like, all caps, dreamy. All caps, dreamy. Dreamy vibes. Dreamy. And it'd be one thing if I said dreamy vibe. Yeah. Like, damn, this album's a vibe. But no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, there's, like, vibes throughout. Like, it's not, like, one consistent vibe. It's just, like, multiple vibes. But they're all somewhat dreamy in their own sense. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Jake, right, you want to go next? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just currently uh, making sure I add this stuff to the list. Dreamy. I'm going to do a little uh, modification to one of the words. I'm going to insert a word between the words. Okay. All right. I would rate this album the ethereal shit. Whoa. Whoa. Ethereal. And what's what's the little emblem that they have on the albums? Icosahedron. Yeah. Well, up for debate, but the <laughs> ethereal icosahedron shit. Shit. I and uh, I swear I was gonna use this word before Blake said it. Please hear me out. Please don't think I'm just a guy. With a limited vocabulary, copies of people says. But you need a script, don't you? Your acting has has made you weak. Yeah, we're getting we're getting into the, the territory that we didn't write out beforehand. So I'm getting a little nervous, but I want to go. <laughs> I want to go with lovely, ethereal vibes. That's mine. Okay. Yeah. And for some of you, you may be asking, what is ethereal? What's the definition? Mm-hmm. It's a extremely delicate and light in a way that seems too perfect for this world wow couldn't have said it better myself some high high marks what are you a fucking dictionary look at this guy there's also a chemistry version where it's uh having diethyl ether as a solvent oh well actually oh that's what i'm that's what i actually meant guys much better much better yeah yeah 
Oh, you guys and meant the first this one? Search. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's what I, I was really was talking about the diethyl, you know, undertones throughout the song. So they're there. Just to clarify. If you know where yeah, to look, there. they're there. They're there. Fear. Yep. Nice. Very nice. <sighs> Alrighty. Well, well, we've gotten to the point that that uh, that nobody likes because this is where we give our last goodbye. What? <laughs> what callback? <laughs> Big time. Just kidding. Those don't exist. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. This is a great episode. This was some. This is some very nice conversation, I must say. This is fantastic. Top yeah. top notch conversation, guys. Top had notch. some goofs. Had some gaffes. Had some goofs. Had some. You goofs. know me. I love a goof. Always down for a good gaff. I've even been called a goofball before. No, because you're so zany. You? I'm silly. I'm a goofball. I'm wacky. But you're serious when you need to be, and that's what I appreciate you as a friend, Jake. Yeah, yeah. You know how some people have, have described me? You know that sound? They've used that before. Or maybe, Auga! you know, they've don't, said that don't before. Don't do that again. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Or that, you know? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. This is a great episode. I had a lovely time chatting with you both. Yeah. Thanks, Blake. That we really fun. appreciate you did, it. You did great. Thanks, y'all. Knowing that you, it all makes sense now. I mean, you're the kind of guy that when a friend is in need in a foreign country and and needs to go to the hospital, you would join him. Mm -hmm. And it all, it all, it all pans out. It all makes sense. Yep. You have lived up to that standard that was set in our pre-show chat. Yep. In Bali, nonetheless. So yeah, we went to Bali. By the way, I don't. don't, Just to reiterate, that was in that was in Bali. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I know this episode hasn't come out yet, but I think this was an episode apart from others. Ooh. Yep. In Listeners, in returning in to, to the conversation, though, Dylan, continue with what you were saying. In order to fund more trips to Bali, make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, leave a review. Donate a money to the show. Review. It goes a long way. Give us your money. It goes a very long way. People, people have said in the past, Give whoa, us your money. checked out your podcast, and it has five stars on Spotify. Give me your does money. Does that make it more real all of a sudden? I want your money. Yeah, it does. Give it to me. But Cool. All right, fellas. Let's go to bed soon. It's 1050. I'm down it's to call time, it. my dudes. Yep. It's bedtime. All right. Time for some Z's. Peace out. We love you listening. Love you both. Tomorrow.